I'm Kathy Holliday, the CEO of Mobile Notary 24-7. Welcome to my podcast entitled The Mobile Notary Show. I believe to become a successful mobile notary, the most valuable thing that you can offer a signer is integrity, having moral principles, honesty, patience, loyalty, and reliability. This helps you on your journey to be more focused, more inspired, and fully capable of connecting and understanding the notarial world. And that starts right now. So today we're going to discuss part two of the signing agent stop sign. There's four tips that I'll be sharing with you that are commonly made mistakes by notaries. The first tip is going to be concerning the form that's in the refinance packet, it's in the purchase packet, it's the note. The borrower must sign exactly as the signature line reads. I can't emphasize that enough. Please have the borrowers check and make sure that their names are spelled correctly and that they sign their names exactly as it is listed. Whether it's with the middle initial or without the middle initial, you'll find that there are going to be several borrowers that say, but I don't sign with my middle initial. And you have to reassure them and make sure that they're comfortable with, sir, we understand that you do not sign with your middle initial, but for some reason, your middle initial is on the documents. And if you do not sign with your middle initial, your documents will be rejected. So you share that with them. They usually don't like it, but they will go ahead and sign with it just to make sure that they do not miss out on their interest rate. So next, the date must be included next to the signature line. Now you'll find that on some notes, majority of the notes, 90% of the time, there is no date needed on the note. But when there is a date there, by all means, have the borrower sign and date the documents. So when I first introduce myself when we're sitting at the signing table, I share with them, you're going to have some documents that has the date and that does not have the date. I need you to be conscious of the ones that do not have the date. So if you do not see the word date, please do not put date on the documents. If you share that with them, they're pretty comfortable then with going back and forth with the date without the date, with the date without the date. Um, and so the last part for the note is Notes in the VA and the LA must be notarized and completed in its entirety. So I don't live in Virginia. I don't live in Los Angeles. So this doesn't pertain to me. But if you do live in Virginia or Los Angeles, um, I'm sorry, in Louisiana, excuse me, not Los Angeles. <laughs> I, got, I got my family on my mind. They live in Los Angeles. Um, in uh, Louisiana, then you want to make sure that it must be notarized and completed in its entirety. 
So step number six or tip number, tip number two, excuse me, the service provider verification of ID. So you have to verify that the IDs that the signers have given you are valid. Now this form is completed by the signing agent only, not the borrowers. They are not to fill out any information. This is only just for you, the notary, to fill out. And you are required to write in the name of each person signing and then the name should appear exactly as it's shown on the ID. So let's say that the signers are only signing John Doe Williams, but his document says um, John D. Williams. I'm sorry, his, um, his ID says John D. Williams. You're not going to put the doe in there. You're only, going to, uh, you're only going to print his name as it is shown on his identification. And then um, you want to make sure at kind of like the top right, if you have two signers, usually the second signer's information is that not at the top right. They have to fill that in. So it's their social security number and it's their address. It's okay for them to fill that part in, but they are not to fill in the identification section. That is strictly for the notary to fill out. Okay, and then you need to notice sometimes the um, verification of identi identity form actually goes and they um, request that you have two forms of identification. Sometimes it says two and sometimes it says that they only want one. So you have to make sure that you notice which one it is that they are requesting and how many forms of identification that they are requesting. And tip number three is the name and signature affidavit. All lines must be signed. So they may have John Williams. The signer is to sign John Williams. And then they may have John D. Williams. The signer is to sign John D. Williams. And then they may have another name variation of John Doe Williams. He has to sign John Doe Williams. What you'll find is the signers want to sign their name exactly the same on all three pages, and that's not acceptable. They have to sign exactly as the name is listed, and it has to look slightly different because John Williams, there's no D in there. John D. Williams, there's no Doe. And then John Doe Williams. So they have to sign three different name variation signatures. Okay. And then um, if the borrower is not aware, does, does not um, recognize one of the names on the form, that means that they are not known as this particular name. Let's say that they had Jack Doe Williams. He is to put never known as you have to make sure they put a line through the name that is not known to them. And then make sure that they put their initials, however they're signing the document, the main documents, which would be JDW. 
So put a line through the name that's not them, put their initials right after that, and then put on the line never known as. That way, the um, 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 agent knows that they are not known ever as Jack. They're only known as John. And tip number four, borrowers checks. When they receive their funds, they have a distribution fund that they are to fill out, a distribution form that the signers should be filling out to receive their funds. And in order to receive their funds, they must fill out the form in its entirety, whether they want to receive a check or whether they want to receive their funds wired into their account. So to receive a check, they have to check the name that they want the check to be payable to. Now, if you have two people, the husband may say, well, sweetie, just go ahead and put it in your name. So you're only going to check the box next to her name. Or if you wanted for both of them, you would put the check mark in both their uh, boxes. Then you need to verify that, yes, this is the address that you want your check sent to or give us a P.O. box or another address that you may want the check sent to. I always have the signers put an N slash A non-applicable in the space below that says if you do not want it sent to the address above, then give us the address that you want it sent to. If they want it sent to that address... I put an N slash A, have them put non-applicable, meaning that no one else can fill in that information to say, nope, send it to my address when it's their check. And then for the wire information, oh, I'm sorry, of course, they would have to say how would they like their funds sent, whether it's regular mail, UPS with a signature or UPS without a signature. That fee, it's going to be coming shipping overnight. That fee ranges from 18 to $25. Now, if they like the funds wired, the wired funds is going to range between $25 and $35. So they would have to give as much wire information as possible. I always ask to you, please, can you please supply me with a check that you've voided? So just in case you put down the wrong account number, they have the check to reference back to to make sure your funds gets deposited into your account. So they would fill out all the bank information, the wire information, um, the checking account, the routing number, or the ABA number. It's the same as the routing number. And then their names on the account. It's not the names that they're signing at the bottom of that page. It's the names that's on your actual check. If your check does not have your middle initial, do not put your middle initial or do not have the signers print their middle initial. You're going to print the names exactly as it is shown on the check that you are sending back with the documents. So I do hope that you found the signing agent stop sign part two very helpful. Hopefully you will not miss any more signatures, any more uh, fill in the blanks. I've explained everything um, to you. So please feel free to comment and like my podcast. Until the next time, guys, have yourself an awesome day. Stay blessed.